Hey. Hey. What the Friday. Welcome yeah. to the Birch and Birch podcast. What the Friday with Birch and Birch. That's I'm right. broken this week. I'm broken. Morgan is broken. So let's talk about what the Friday happened to Morgan last Saturday morning. Yes. Here's not, the that, story. not that most of your followers don't know already, for goodness sakes, you Instagrammed <laughs> every second of it. I did. There's a really good Insta story. I have to sit with my leg elevated, so my computer's going to move a lot, and I apologize. Okay, here's what happened. I'm walking out of my apartment building to my car to go to showings. I am wearing a killer high-waisted pastel pink suit. <laughs> I step from... <laughs> I step from the lowest step out of my apartment building to the sidewalk. There is black white ice because it has not been salted. And I don't see it. And I fall. And I scream, bloody murder. I have the security camera footage. If you want to see it, it's in my Instagram. <laughs> I haven't, have not been able to bring myself to watch that video yet. Um. And then I look down and I see that my foot is at a 90 degree. Like my foot is right now. My foot is like that, but it was like that, like 90 degrees to the wrong way. And so I screamed and I grabbed it and I go, tick, 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 and I pull it back into alignment. And then I Stand up to see if I can put any weight and on the it. The tick, tick, tick is the bones that are grinding against each other as you're pushing it back in place. Because when it went like this, a bunch of uh, all of the ligaments ruptured and the bone shattered. So, and which left fragments of bone in the middle of my ankle. So, like shards of bone were hitting the nerves in my ankle. And your feet are super sensitive because there's a sciatic nerve that runs through your ankle. And so these shards of bone are hitting those. So, I'm in excruciating pain. But I don't see, like, so I stand up and I want to see if I can put any weight on it. The answer is a big old no. And I sit back down. So, I sit down on the step. I call my, I call my client first. And I'm like, hey, I can't. I don't know if I can go to this appointment. I'm, I either sprang or broke my ankle, <laughs> which obviously I broke it. But in the moment, I didn't know that. I thought maybe sometimes like a shoulder dislocation. It pops all the way out, but you pop it all the way back in and it's fine. And then I calmly call my dad and uh, then my mom and I'm like, figuring out who's closer and if they can come get me. And I was like, can you please drop whatever you're doing and just take me to the ER? And mom came and picked me up and drove me to the ER. Dad feels guilty about it. <laughs> but to be fair, it was very calm. You didn't know. And mom drives me to the ER and I find out that my my ankle is basically shattered and all the ligaments are torn and there are fragments of bone cutting into my nerves. And they have to do pretty serious surgery because usually with ankle surgery, you do one incision on the right side, you put in a plate, you lock that baby together, and then it's good. But because everything was broken, they basically had to kind of recreate the ankle. Make Coming it act from like three different directions. So they made an incision on the right side, the left side, the bottom went in and then dug out shards of bone. So it was super invasive. So they had to go in and like, make sure all of the shards got out and then put a plate on one side with four screws. They put a, a plate on the other side, but it dissolves. So it's kind of like a biodegradable interior 
cast almost to make that side work. Like well, a right? Tootsie Pop cast dissolve slowly. Oh, like you're looking at Tootsie Pop. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the yummiest kind. Mm -hmm. And there are two screws in that one. And then there's some other stuff in there too, but I don't know what they are. It is because so, I don't have the extra. So, so they do this whole bunch of stuff. That's it. That's the end of the story. And then they, so then you had that surgery on Monday. Monday. So basically Saturday to Monday yeah. was just all pain control and keeping yes. you immobile. And they couldn't. So the pain was so severe that nothing was really working. So they were giving me Percocet, morphine and Toradol. And all three of those still weren't really hit, making a dent because um, it was hitting the nerves. So they basically had to give me double doses of everything. And then, um, yeah. Now it's so better. And today's Thursday, Friday. Today's Friday. What the Friday, Friday? What the Friday? And actually, today's your first good day, right? Where you yeah. feel pretty up and pain's low and mood's yes. high and you're getting stuff done. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm really recovering. And I know it's going to take a long time, but. But your brain's working now. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. On the horse, as they say. Uh, but I had to do, I got so frustrated earlier because I'm so grateful that you guys are helping me out a lot and being amazing parents and letting Ask, me stay asking, at your house asking. and coming in and making sure I'm good and all of that. But um, it's just, you know, that Marcus Aurelius quote, the, the greatest. Uh, bur the greatest um, adversity a man can face, this is wrong, it's a paraphrase, is having no adversity of all for then he never gets to know himself or prove himself, right? Um, I know that I already had the adversity with the leg. I get that. But like on a daily basis, I have to do things like minute to minute to make myself feel proud of myself. And I haven't really been able to do that. And it sucks. And so today... I had to do a few things that made me feel so proud of myself. So I've been working with my current clients, but today I also got to work with a really strong lead. And I um, didn't tell you this, and I feel like you're about to get really mad at me, but I took my crutches. Your mom told me. I don't even want to talk about it. And I went up the well, stairs. We'll talk about it. <laughs> don't be mad. It made me look. I can, why would you put yourself at risk like that? But that's not. We'll have this conversation offline. This is typical family stuff. So, I, I'm not gone forever. <laughs> like I, many, I, like many I, things in my life, me. I don't forget, and I will. I do. I forget a ton of stuff, but I don't forget stuff like that. And I will find you. And it won't be hard. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't run. That's right. But okay. I am stubborn, though. Um, but that made so me kudos. feel a lot better. And uh, I thought it was, um, you know, I, I think did a couple push-ups. I think it's the like, team aspect of things is really amazing. Amazing. Because now that we've got a couple people on our team and things well, are, yeah. you know, we're, everything's moving along pretty much. Um, Saturday and Sunday was a little glitchy, but. But not even that glitchy. I mean, mm -hmm. I was still, while I was laying in the hospital, I was still texting my client and trying to organize it so that she could see the properties herself and, and other brokers would meet her there. Like that was Saturday. That was even when you're, they were trying to figure out how you're, how to get your pain under control. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
then halfway through that, you took over. And well, I do. I think um, that was yeah, helpful. Yeah, and I think that was wise because your brain was starting to get a little cloudy with everything they were pumping into you. And, yeah, and it was kind of weird. But it's nice because now, um, you know, Emma's, out. Emma's getting some stuff done. To she's going to help be helping us out the next couple of weeks and yeah. so i was able to shift a little bit now emma shifted a little bit we're getting everything covered you're doing a little bit more on the phone and from home so i think yeah and good. i can still do a lot which is awesome yeah. like i'm still running reports and putting together showings and talking to my clients and i just did another I did two negotiations in the last two days mm -hmm. yeah so i can still do most of it and then That's Emma right. is being my legs, which is awesome. Yeah, she's so, awesome. She's been a, still, a great addition. Yeah, but it feels, I mean, I'm so lucky because if I was a solo agent, how would I be able to do all that? Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful. I'm crazy. I mean, I'm crazy. Great. I'm. This actually worked out really well. I can't believe you posted that much stuff, but you got a, a great response. Social media really is amazing. Grateful. Yeah, I'm super grateful because social media, I got to have so much love and support and not feel alone in a COVID world where you don't have any visitors. That was and, the interesting thing, too, because we couldn't come see you. You no. were, you know, everything was masks and gloves and only hospital staff and we couldn't yeah. get past the front desk. So, yeah, and they're super strict about it. I heard a lot of, I mean, mm -hmm. I. I just know that they have security, so I heard a lot yeah. of security stuff there. But Facebook I mean, was awesome, though, or not Facebook, FaceTime. FaceTime was awesome. FaceTime was awesome. Yes, I got to FaceTime with people I loved. So I really, every time I, I did not watch TV in the hospital because every time I, I wasn't talking to somebody or wasn't on social media, I was so aware that I was just like alone in my pain. So I was just like <laughs> FaceTiming the people that I love and messaging and. And posting it on Instagram and having people respond made me feel like, oh, this is a fun adventure, you know? And I just got to make it like this fun movie that I was living that happened to hurt a lot. And <laughs> it was pretty cool. And I felt like such a badass because all the ER people, in the ER, people kept stopping by me like, wait, were you the person who reset your own foot? Um, which is cool. That made me feel awesome. Anyway, I'm really grateful because... The hospital workers were phenomenal. You guys have been there supporting me. The fact that people even care at, at all on Facebook or Instagram and are showing up and just like being supportive is. So what's the what's been the hardest part of it? Not being able to take care of myself. I spilled water earlier and I couldn't get up and it made me so mad. You think that you're going to have to, this will be a great expansive experience for you. Yes, it will. I will grow. I'm growing already. So, um, yeah, but yeah. Awesome. And I, I'm sorry that Morgan's staying, staying with us now. And at the same time, we're having some cosmetic work done in a chunk of our house, which we didn't, we had going on before Morgan got hurt. So we're a little backed up see the clutter on my dining room table and the moving pad behind Morgan's head there for moving yeah. furniture. So as a dad, what's the hardest part? No access killed me. 
no access knowing what was going on i really loved being able to talk to you on facetime yeah. um but not i just wanted to go sit in the parking lot and, like get how you know get as close as i could to do anything i could but there was nothing we could do other than you know your mom and i looking at each other thinking well, what do we do you know surely we can do something your mom was on the phone a couple times at the hospital really trying to negotiate some way around covid rules yeah. and didn't work out especially monday for your surgery she's like i got to find a way in there that way i think i think that was the killer for her was there's just no way in yeah but i get it you know i i feel kind of moving the conversation along to covid and nursing homes which is a big thing in the news now in new york um, I really feel for the for nursing home patients, nursing home administrators, nursing home staff, because I know firsthand that that industry is incredibly abusive to the nursing home itself and the, the owners, the managers, administrators, staff in those businesses. I can't fathom what they went through. And when things start going wrong, everybody wants to blame the nursing home and the nursing home staff. Right, the organization. And so many of them just put their head down, did the best they could do, even though the rest of the world was just ignoring them or blaming them for stuff. You know, a nursing home saying, we've got to get people thinned out. We've got to get people out of here. No, no, no. You need to stay right where you're at. And, you know, it's really, if you don't like, the nursing home industry anymore you don't like your own government because it's really managed by the government everything's everything's so regulated that um granted i'm not saying that they're perfect like no hospital is perfect no doctor's right. office is perfect um but still that's tough and i feel bad for those and you know, somebody's gonna hate what i'm saying i'm sure but it's just the way i feel yeah, it's, a, well, it's a thankless industry it's very rare to talk to somebody who has actually been in that industry. So it's super easy to just facelessly be like, they're evil and terrible and they're structured horribly and people get in them into that industry in a gross way. Right. So there, there's just no, there's no breathing room on how to operate. And it's, um, you know, you've heard me talk about regulation before. It's a, super heavily regulated industry and there are no regulators for the regulators. So if they like you, they're flexible, they're great, they're patient, attentive, they're understanding. Um, and then there are those that aren't and they're strictly abusive. And it's they seem to walk in the door with the idea of being abusive because businesses don't change that much that fast. But you can have somebody in on Monday for something, you know, you have an employee that's disgruntled because they didn't get the hours that they want because they like to smoke cigarettes too much. So they call and they make up a complaint and Which the happened. regulators that does happen. Yeah. It happened multiple times. They make up a complaint in comes the regulator. We have no idea who did it. We can't do anything you know, about it. It's not until somebody on the staff, that person that called told somebody that they called and then they're telling everybody else. And then you hear it back that way and you're like, just talk to us. You know, if you've got a problem, try to work with us on it. But anyway, that kind of stuff happens. And you can have the same same exact complaint call and one person comes in and they ask around and they're decent. And the next one comes in and they want to write up. I mean, they're hell-bent for election. Yeah. 
You know, what's interesting is that with comedy, it's all about punching up, right? And with activism, it's all about editing up, like criticizing the people above you. And maybe the pendulum swings a little too far in that direction because, yeah, it's good to do that. But to do that without any empathy, you can't create change because if you don't understand the conditions of the people you're criticizing, they can't take your criticism. Mm-hmm. And you can't give them good criticism. So, right. And if you're, like, if, if people are punching up at you, climbing up at you, clawing up at you, if, if you are the right type of personality to do that job, you can't look back down. You just tolerate it. You do what you can to not cause a problem. You don't, unless you're Donald Trump, um, you don't fight back much. You just want to keep moving forward. How do I make it better? How do I provide better care? How do I take care of the situation? How do I improve my relationship with staff? How do I, those are your things. Because as soon as you turn around and fight, that's the direction you're facing. And that's where you get in trouble. Because all of a sudden, that's what happens is you get in a fight. And what you focus on is where you go. Mm -hmm. And while you're fighting, you're not paying attention to other things that need to be done. And that's what happens. Which is the whole Theodore Roosevelt, man in the arena speech. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong, how the strong man stumbles or what the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause. I'm loving this. Let me finish. Who (laughs) at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. (sighs) I love that you love that stuff. Thanks. I love that you love that. I love that stuff. <laughs> so that's the way it works. And that's what we're trying to do. Yes. We're trying to be men in the arena. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to go get out, get some heaters. Get I'm, some trying heaters. To, I'm trying to be a little less the man in the marina, in the arena and you a little bit more. So I'm definitely, yeah, I'm like all about it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get some haters, man. I think I spent a long time trying to be very cool. I wanted to be the cool girl, you know, but I'm not, there's not a cool bone in my body. I am overly enthusiastic. I am a happy, giddy person. I'm also like fairly, I don't know if cutthroat's the word, but like, you pretty know, aggressive. Pretty aggressive. I'm very aggressive. I'm also very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Which people don't get when they meet you. They're like, oh, she's just bubbly and, you know, she's fine with everything. It's like, don't, 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 don't go there. Don't. <laughs> Well, don't think that. She is nice. She is. She's very nice, but yeah, you, neg- you negotiate harder than I do. You've proven to be a better negotiator than I am. Thank you. Yeah, because you're you are you are cold. I you are stone cold when it comes to negotiating. I'm and I'm always shocked by that because I'll hear you on the phone as somebody, and I'm. Did she really say that? That was well. Now let's. Tough. Well, let's okay. It's not that I'm mean. No, not mean. You're just it's that I, I first my first step is understanding what the first step is understanding what my client's goal is. Mm-hmm. 
Second step is understanding what the other side's goal is. Third step is figuring out how those might work together or how to spin their goal to work for our goal. So when you say I'm cold, mm -hmm. it's not that I don't listen or I'm not empathetic. That doesn't work. No, but you're but, but you you do everything you just said, but then you you come right back. You find this really artful way to come right back to where your client's at. Yeah, and you ask for that again. So yeah, they, I say. They, so they feel like they've like you've been negotiating the whole time, but yeah. somehow you're right back to where you started, and then they're moving toward you before you ever make a move toward them, <laughs> which amazes <laughs> me. <laughs> That's, so you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> so I watched that from a distance and I'm like, I can learn. You know, there have been a few things I've learned from you like that that I'm like, thank mm, you. I see what she's doing. Then the I next time that. I listen to you, I'm like, she did it again. She's right back where she started. She hasn't given an inch. Now they've made the first concession. And now things are moving. You know, you're yeah. you're never split the difference. I mean, yeah, it's during. kind of a it's a getting to yes approach, which is really similar to splitting, never split the difference. Mm -hmm. Just like really listen to the other sides, make sure they feel incredibly heard. And because you actually hear them and then also then tell them what you want to get. I still have this priority. I totally understand your perspective and somehow it didn't change my priority. I don't know why. It works like, more times than not. You, you end up well on your client's side, not in the middle. Mm -hmm. Almost every time. Yeah. I get, we're in a seller, even in a seller's market, we get way more for my clients than anybody else is getting, which I think is just my love of negotiation. I think maybe that's, that's also right. my ego saying that, but maybe. thank you. You're making me feel good. I'm this, over here. This, like an this has been the Morgan What the Friday show. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I try not to swear. I can't help it. See, I told you not cool. I mean, not cool. You're, you're still a little drugged up. So. I don't know if today we, we talked about that. Is this really a good idea or not? And she's like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. So I feel like it would be interesting. As a dad, I'm thinking, I know there's some oxycodone or whatever it is you're taking in there. <laughs> I think you're trying to give me an out because I haven't had one of those for a long time. I'm just not doing A long that. time, like what, six hours? No, I had to, since 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Oh. And I only had one. I'm not on painkillers today. I'm okay. killing it. Mind right. over matter. I'm so anything she says that you don't like, she said it deliberately and with clear mind, <laughs> and it is all her fault. Enjoy yes. it. Give her hell about it. Leave yes, comments. Please do. Yes, please do. Please do. I'm trying to get some haters, man. Can That's I, what I was saying. Can I talk about my little pimple yeah. on my eyeball? Yeah, it's not a yes. I have a I have a question for anybody that might be listening, especially older men. If you get a pimple, do you think to yourself for just a moment? Maybe puberty's not over yet. Maybe. <laughs> I feel Sorry. Like... Just thought I'd have a little fun with that. <laughs> it's not a pimple. It's a. It's a. I, it's like a sty or something. But when I looked it up, it's like a pimple. It's yeah. a clogged. It's a clogged oil pore in your eyelid. Yeah. So, which is to me a pimple. So. Essentially. But it's, but it's going away. I'm on the downhill run. Actually, yeah. I haven't been uncomfortable at all. It's just I'm glad. ugly looking. When you see little kids, nobody else says anything. But when you walk in, <laughs> their little kids are like, there's something wrong with your eye. Your eye's red. Did like, your neighbor say that? Hmm? Did your neighbor say that? Did you see your neighbor? 
Yeah, uh, not a neighbor, somebody else. Okay. Jay's Jay's daughter. Oh. First thing she said when <laughs> she saw yeah. me. Bang. Hi, Bill. Your eye's red. It's like, oh, is it? I haven't <laughs> noticed. I should go take a look. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I always want to I love little kids. So anyway, um, yeah, this has not been our typical show, but we'll our typical see. show is not very typical anyway. That's true. You know, we still we get a little work to do to get in our groove so that we um, really know. hit it. Our groove is just actually being transparent and honest and talking about real stuff with people. I think that's it. Sharing our growth, sharing our trials, right? Mm -hmm. Sharing Morgan's broken leg. Yeah. And, and soon, as soon as she can get the x-rays, I'm sure she'll be posting those too. Definitely. It's so cool. I decided not to post any of the bloody pictures, but I did post some of the post-surgery pictures and they're pretty cool. You did have the, where they took the first set of bandages off your leg on your Instagram, didn't you? Nope. I thought you posted those. I showed that to you. It's oh, a cool okay. Video. They cut it okay. and it's like all this blood. It's amazing. <laughs> Check out the scar. Check out the scar. Check out the scar. Yeah. You know what I have? This has made me want to do climb. Climb. Like yes. Mountains I, climb? I love, I love mountains. I have always wanted to be a climber ever since I went to Tufts and found out that was a thing. And then I watched people do it. And I thought it was like, it was such an expensive hobby. It was like, I'll never be able to do that. And I see people on Instagram and I really want to do that. And I just went, you know what? One day I might actually lose a foot or two, or just have some problem where I can't go climb these mountains. And I really want to climb mountains. I don't mean like I want to go climb Everest and potentially die. I mean, I want to go for a weekend to a really pretty mountain and then use my body strength to and climb it safely. Yeah. Or as safely as you can, like with cables yeah. and safety yeah. things. I'm and not trying to free solo and no, yeah. Don't do that. Just, you know, I think if you want to do the free cool. solo thing. You can do that after I'm dead, not before. Okay. Deal. Deal. I got goals, man. I don't want to risk my life. Okay. There you Although go. the problem is, there's this thing in psychotherapy. I'm on a roll. <laughs> I still think there's a little leftover oxycodone. You think stuff. you want to hang up, and I know you want to hang up. I've seen that you want to hang up for the last 10 minutes, and I'm still wanting to go. <laughs> go, baby. I'm here. I'm hanging in there. Let me just say this one more thing, okay? Okay. There's this psychotherapist, so there... <laughs> okay. There's this thing, okay? okay? All right. Okay. Morphine Morgan is not in the house because they didn't give me morphine, but she was this weekend. Okay. So psychotherapists who deal with grieving people have a really well-known thing that they say to each other that I just learned about last week from Gabe Jacobs because his sister does that. And it is the amount that you fear death is directly correlated to how much you feel like you are living your life, like how fulfilled you feel by your life. That's not the exact wording, but basically the more fulfilled you feel like your life is, the less you fear death. It's like an inverse relationship. Hmm. Yeah, which was interesting and totally true because for the last few months, I've been feeling amazing. I love my life. 
I love what I'm pursuing, but more so the pursuit itself is so fun and interesting and, and engaging. And I've been like addicted to improvement and, you know, all that just hitting all the chords are hitting and I'm working really hard to keep that going. And I don't have a really a fear of death. It kind of lets you live fearlessly. Hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting. I think so. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I completely agree or not, but interesting. Maybe we can talk about that another in another show. All right, fine. Don't share your thoughts. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I know I'm talking a lot, but like I just I don't know if that's um like I don't I do not feel like I'm stretching myself at all or like that. But I don't feel like I have any fear. I, I could I would probably question myself in those last moments is like, am I okay with this? And I mm. have a feeling my pragmatic side would say, well, it doesn't matter if you are or not. This is going to happen now. <laughs> That's a good point. And I'd probably be like, well, okay, this is going to happen now. It happened to everybody else that came before me. There's no reason I should get out of it. can't be that happen. bad if everybody does it. <laughs> it can't be that bad if everybody does it. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good line. Death. Can't be that bad if everybody does it. That's not <laughs> great reasoning because taxes, everyone hates them. Everyone does them. You know, the number of people mm. doing something doesn't mean, doesn't make them great. Well, let's be clear. Not everybody pays taxes. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Okay. Maybe we should talk about taxes sometime too. If okay. anybody's got an idea. And you want us to talk about something? We'd love to. You want to hear our opinion on something? Let us know. That's right. And if you can get us into a fight, that would be even more fun. Yes, we love fighting. Apparently not, because Dad did not get into the fight about me going up the stairs, and I'm not looking forward to what he says when I hang up. That's because I really don't have to say anything. You don't, because it's my life, my body. <laughs> no, because you know that it was just drop dead stupid. Okay. <laughs> so there you go or you got your fight so <laughs> that's all i wanted all right thank I you i love for you all the same us. thank you i love you too you're all right. amazing and i just real quick want to say thank you to anyone who's watching this and and paid attention and cared at all it it really made me feel less alone it was a crazy overwhelming response it was amazing and it was really um it was almost like you died but you didn't yeah, like what the heck? I just broke a leg. I was like, the problem is, is all the candy and food she gets. It's like she doesn't. I didn't she, get she all. Doesn't, the... She doesn't share it. Like, you know, if, if something bad had happened to her, I'd be able to eat the candy. That is not true. You know, that's not true. <laughs> I am definitely sharing, and also, I didn't get that much. I just got some from Steph and Dan, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. when I walked in, she slid under her chair. No, I didn't. This oh, yeah, she is did. really a hundred percent a lie. Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Hey everybody, okay. thanks for watching. Enough of that. Okay. Um, check in next week and like, subscribe, follow, comment. Love to hear from everybody as always. So um, that's it. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Bye.